Welcome to episode number 289 of Destination Linux, a podcast from the Tux Digital Network. Destination Linux is a discussion podcast perfect for all experience levels. Whether you're brand new to open source or a guru of sudo, this is the podcast for you. My name is Ryan. I'm Jill. And I'm Michael. On this week's episode of Destination Linux, we're going to talk about our experience at the 19th Annual Scale Conference. We have so many cool stories to share with you all about that experience. And I just have to say at the beginning, thank you so much, Jill, for getting us all together at Scale. It was amazing. Plus, we have our tips, tricks, and software picks. All of this coming up right now on Destination Linux. So this week, our community feedback comes from Arnie. And if you want to send your own feedback, you can go to tuxdigital.com slash contact to get in touch with us. Or you can join the Tux Digital community forum by going to tuxdigital.com and clicking on the forum link at the top of the page. Arnie says, hello, I've been listening to you guys for about four months since I started going to school. You guys help immensely by simply talking about how the digital landscape is changing. I've been blessed to get some old computers to mess around with and learn a few Linux machines, Pop76, Zorn, Ubuntu, and from your suggestions, Lubuntu. Switching from distro to distro is helping me learn Linux. Thank you for the tip. But have you guys heard about the Brave browser? They say they are open source, safe, and pay you for the data the companies are mining from you with BAT. How do you feel about it? Really interesting question. Timely question as well, because I've had some changes in my preferred, I wouldn't say preferred browser, just the browser I'm using lately, and it's been brave on a lot of my machines, not because I want to necessarily, but because I've just had so many issues recently with Firefox. And the issues I'm having with Firefox is things like, uh, because I'm moving, there's all kinds of banks and everything else, and these forms are not working or initiating properly in Firefox. And this isn't on just one machine. This is because Firefox has been on all of my machines and laptops. Um, or just certain things are not loading or the sign on page, like you can't see when you're typing in your username, like you're typing something in and it's going there, but it's like off centered. There's just these weird problems I'm having with the particular sites I'm needing to interact with and Firefox specifically. And then if I go into a Chromium browser, those problems aren't there. So there's something either with the latest versions of Firefox or whatever, that's kind of forced me to have a Chromium browser always ready to go and i've been using brave for that i think it's interesting that you're having those kinds of issues because personally i'm not having any issues like that with firefox mine has been completely solid since the day i installed version 98 and have still continued to use version 98 okay so <laughs> um, so you're not updating again and that, that proves that the when you don't update things just work yeah, they just they just keep working it, yeah. as long as they work <laughs> at the time that's my philosophy as long as it works and never mind point. all the security holes you now have it's just but it works no i so update it, those sometimes <laughs> sometimes <laughs> And Ryan, I, I hear you. I have a, a machine, uh, one of the ones I do my show notes on all the time, and I keep that very updated. I noticed some issues recently <laughs> with it. It's kind of <laughs> annoying with uh, those kinds of issues because they all seem like it's we're going back to the era of this website works best on Internet Explorer version yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yes. Or Netscape. 
communicator. Yeah. I don't think they ever said that, but like, <laughs> I actually have seen people put on a website best works in Chromium. Like, oh, oh, it, I see it that hurt a lot. Me. Actually, oh, hurt. yeah, yeah, that is like the old days of yeah. saying it works best in Netscape or it works yeah. best in IE. You know, like when I saw it the first time, I was like, it physically hurt my soul. I'm not sure how, but it did. <laughs> A lot of video streaming sites will come up now, to your point, we're going back in time. And this is, it's actually part of the problem we've been warning about, right? As Chromium takes over and it's kind of becomes the standard, they get to set, even though this is open source, they kind of get to set those standards going forward. And what we talked about in our browser episode was the fact that the scary thing is Chrome can, Google could start turning off features like they've done yeah. in the past, like Sync and other like things. Like Sync. So you could say, well, it's open source and all of this, but they can make it very difficult for us in the open source world to continue to adapt to these changes that they could keep they could keep making as they have done with certain things in the past. And so I, I want to use Firefox primarily. Right. I don't want to use Brave or any Chromium-based browser. The problem is I feel like more and more we're falling into a realm where if you need to get stuff done, you need to get work done that these sites are requiring Chromium-based browser, and so you're having to look for an alternative. And this is what we've been warning about. And some people mm -hmm. were telling us, oh, you know, get your tinfoil hats off and all of that. Well, we're here. We're getting closer to that tinfoil hat moment that's not so tinfoil hat because it's kind of becoming a reality. Yeah, Ryan, you know, I actually mostly use Vivaldi um, and Firefox and the SeaMonkey web browsers for desktop. Still, I, I, I'm still pretty much, you know, 60, 70% Firefox. But when I use the uh, Chrome-based browser, a Chromium-based browser, it's Vivaldi. And I like the independent SeaMonkey as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I've all actually, referring to Brave, the Brave web browser, I've always been impressed with how, how quick it is. It's very fast and it nimble. Is. And it's got a, a wonderful search engine, works, works really, really well. And unlike, you know, vanilla Chromium browser that doesn't even support Google Sync, like we were talking about earlier, uh, Brave has its own sync feature, which I really, really like. So a couple notes on that that I think are really interesting that you mentioned, Jill, is the Brave Search. So Brave yeah. Search, unlike DuckDuckGo and others, isn't actually as reliant on being APIs and other things. So if you don't know, like DuckDuckGo and these others will do their images searches and things like that using Bing. Whereas Brave Search is actually trying to develop their own search engine. It's come out of beta. I actually find its results better a lot of times than mm -hmm. what I'm getting out of DuckDuckGo. And while I'm not on the board with everybody who's really mad at DuckDuckGo for some recent news that they had an ad partnership with Bing. And so certain sites, they would allow Bing's ads to show up, not on the search itself, but on certain sites you would click into. As I understand it, they would allow uh, Bing ads to come through based on some deal that they had. They wouldn't block those. I don't think that was the best look for DuckDuckGo. I don't think it was the end of the world either. It's just not a good look. Um, so that also, that mm -hmm. was actually the first thing that got my attention to Brave Search, which is, in my opinion, a better search engine right now than DuckDuckGo. Yeah. So Brave Search kind of was the first piece that I started moving my Firefox browsers to point to Brave Search. And then I kind of came across the situation where I've been having issues with Firefox. So I'm still using Firefox even right now to do this show and stuff. But if I'm doing other things where I know I'm going to interact with the potential site, uh, I'm going to use a Chromium, I'll use Brave. I hate their bat system, by the way, because that was one of the questions mm. you asked specifically. Yeah. Um, I don't like it because the creator is number one. They're, they're removing 
creator ads. Again, as I understand, they remove creator ads and put their own ads in place and then yeah. pay. If you sign up for that program, you don't have to sign up for it. But if you do, they basically pay for your views and things there to a creator who has no idea that they have this bat because they don't do anything to my knowledge. I've never been notified, for instance, that that money's out there that as a creator that I get and they're removing my ads, potentially not that I put any ads on my site, but let's say I did put ads on my site. They're removing those, replacing them with their own and saying, well, the creator can go and get that from us. You know, if they sign up for the bat system and all that, I think that's how it works. Something like that. Yeah. It's basically, it's a mess. Based on my understanding, it's 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 what you're saying. They they remove the first party ads that are already there, put in their own ads, and then those ads uh, basically go through the bat system, and that is a weird thing. It kind of sort of makes sense, but if it was the choice by the website to participate, then it'd be okay. But the fact that it's automatically done without the website's consent then that is just annoying because you like you're mm-hmm. saying that there's not a guarantee that people are even aware that this is happening and there are some instances back in the day there's probably a couple years ago where basically bat was essentially make, making it seem like people were participating in the bat system even though they weren't and they didn't even know about it and there was this big scandal that happened with that sort of thing and there's even YouTube videos talking about it if you want to go look for those. But it's just, it's an it's an interesting concept overall. And I think there is potential. And I think Brave is a really good browser in a lot of ways. But there are also some cons. And for me, the bat system is just one of the biggest cons that it has. But at the same time, I haven't tried the search engine stuff. So I, I might try that just to kind of see what it's like. Because if you're having good experiences with that, I'm very curious. So I might set that up in my Firefox version 98 that uh, I still have. <laughs> I'm surprised you're so far over. I figured you'd be like 89 or something like that. Uh, well, yeah, I do upgrade you're, sometimes. You are the future, Michael. You are in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the future of programming by not well, staying in the past, I guess. Yeah, it's very oh, Debian of you. The other alternative I like to use like to Firefox my. is the Ghostery web browser and yes. Ghostery search. That Ghostery is excellent. So yeah. I've been using that browser a lot too. So I think we're all in this place where every person you ask is probably going to have a slightly different answer to get back to your initial question on, you know, our thoughts on Brave. Uh, some of us like it, some of the systems we don't like, but I probably could apply that to any browser. There are things I like, there are things I don't like. Um, so use the one that gets the work done for you the most. I would say, though, my strong emphasis is to try to find something that's not based on Chromium to try to use as your primary for most of the time because it, it, every person, it would help to keep Chrome from having this, just Google from having this massive influence. Even though it's open source, they still have a massive influence on the direction it goes and the standards they set. And sometimes the tinfoil hat in me believes some of these standards <laughs> and things not working may be done kind of on purpose, accidentally on purpose. So that's kind of why like you should always have Firefox on your system no matter what. But check out our whole discussion we had on this on episode 249 of Destination Linux, uh, and you'll get a whole rundown of some of our opinions then on the browsers. That's right, because we had a like a full, each one of us t- did a, a deep yeah. dive into Brave, and you can see what we think about it in a much more detail right there on 249. Because that episode is called The Brave and the Bold. <laughs> That's right. Nice. That was and, a great title, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't need to be brave to enter the ocean because DigitalOcean is always smooth sailing. 
That's why this episode of Destination Linux is brought to you by DigitalOcean. Get started by going to do.co slash tux2022. Cloud computing can be, let's say, complex, but standing up reliable, affordable cloud infrastructure really doesn't have to be. At DigitalOcean, you can enjoy a comprehensive portfolio of compute, storage, database, and networking products that put your cloud infrastructure in capable hands so you and your teams can get back to doing what matters most, building world-changing apps that grow your business. And with DigitalOcean, you get awesome, uh, so many great things like the predictable pricing structure, the robust product docs, and the services that developers love, like the marketplace where you can do one-click installs of droplets. It is so fantastic. And speaking of the product docs, like we've discussed before, there's tons of them, literal tons, right, Ryan? And <laughs> you can get support at every stage of growth with with those documentation, also with the one-click marketplace apps. They're so fantastic. So you can get, but it doesn't matter what team size you have also. If you have a team of one person or a team of a thousand people, DigitalOcean can help you with their simple, powerful cloud computing so you can get growing at DigitalOcean. And as a listener of the Destination Linux podcast and a member of the Tux Digital community, you can get started for free. In fact, it's better than free because DigitalOcean is going to give you a $100 free credit when you go to do.co slash tux2022. That's do.co slash tux2022. So again, go get started with your $100 free credit on DigitalOcean's awesome cloud platform by going to do.co slash tux2022. And I want to thank DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode of Destination Linux. So we all just got back from scale, Michael and I. Flew all the way to the Californias. That's and boy, are right? my arms tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it took me a second. I didn't get it. That the whole because, arms, well, penguins don't fly. So flapping. I guess technically, I was gliding. gliding. <laughs> yeah. So we had so much fun. And again, Jill took care of us and made it just the most amazing experience ever. And so thank you so much for that, Jill. We had a booth. <laughs> Hopefully you Yay. all caught some of the live streams that we did, uh, which was a lot of fun from the booth. But what I wanted to do is kind of a recap of the event, because there's things that happened on camera and there are things that happened off camera. So this <laughs> yeah. is like Destination Linux after the camera shut off, dun, 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 <laughs> where we'll talk about some of the scale stuff. So I want to start with the favorite part of the conference. I mean, of course... Right, we got to meet Jill, which was big. This is our first Easily chance the best. ever. Aww. Easily the best. To meet Jill, which was just absolutely amazing. And her husband, Steve, which they are so in love, it will make you sick. Like these two, <laughs> it's not right. They're so in love and they're best friends. And, all, and it's just like, come on. Why is everything so perfect, Jill? It's, it's, Aww, it's super good adorable. after 25 years. Huh? It's pretty yeah. amazing. It was very sweet to see. And you guys are an amazing couple. We had so much fun. And outside of that, being able to to meet some of our listeners, make new friends like Gardner, uh, which mm -hmm. we got to meet at the conference and hang out, Jay and all of our friends at System76. So Jill, favorite part of the conference. Let's talk about it. Hands down, meeting both of you and RL was honestly a dream come true for me because I've been doing awesome. now the podcast for over two years now. <laughs> yeah. You can believe that. Almost two years, actually. And, uh, you know, just being able to meet with you guys and we've become such dear friends. Yeah. And it was, it, you're exactly the same in IRL, so... <laughs> I that don't know if cool. that's a compliment or not, but one of the things... <laughs> 
One of the things I want to mention is that, you know, when you meet people in person for the first time, sometimes and it's awkward, you know, yeah. because you don't have anything yeah. to talk about or it's not the same because some people have different personalities on camera when they do off. But there was no awkwardness with us. It was like instantly hug, yeah. smile, laugh, <laughs> telling jokes, storytelling. Like it was an instant connection which i think was quite interesting in there which is why is this 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 trio here is quite amazing works, works well yeah. also we do have video clips that we shared uh mm -hmm. from the, in our meetings and we're also going to do like a vlog thing that i've been i'm still working on it because there's a lot of stuff to edit but uh there's you're going to see the video of ryan meeting jill and myself meeting jill unfortunately oh. we didn't get to it at the exact same time because i was we were there different days but we do have recordings of both of those and uh, yes, it it was definitely an interesting experience when you meet someone for the first time and you already are, you know, you know, you feel like family sort of stuff. You know, that, that's what's that's what it was like meeting jail for me. Yeah. Aww. Meeting family. Yeah. My my other highlight was the fact that we were even having scale after, yeah. after the lockdown. I mean, and being able to get you there despite we're, we're we were still on a, a oh a variant surge of covid <laughs> yep. and so as a result there was probably about i estimated about a third of the participants and activities but we still made it happen so that's very true. <laughs> that was awesome very true which is actually yeah. really interesting considering when you said it you know this was this is like the third of the usual people it yeah. kind of blew my mind because the amount of people there was still a lot like it yeah, was still over, a pretty big conference yeah Compared Over to Southeast Linux Fest, which is my <laughs> only comparison to in, in conferences, it was like Southeast Linux Fest is very small in comparison and scale is massive. Like it's just, there's so many people, so many booths and things there, corporate booths and stuff. It's very neat. Very yeah. different experience though than Southeast Linux Fest. So if you've ever been to Southeast Linux Fest, definitely highly recommend you check out scale. It's a completely different experience, but in a good way, not a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, speaking of the pandemic for me, seeing my scale family, you know, I've been going to scale since the beginning and yeah. I know all the workers, I know all the, the core group of attendees are all dear, you know, close friends of mine and being able to see them again, and also the Linux Chicks of LA. Yes. Some of my Linux Chicks girls I hadn't seen in three years. Right. So, because of pandemic. And so, you know, we're really just kind of starting to come out of it here in LA. <laughs> and we got to meet them too, which was really fun. Yeah. We've heard you talk about them and you always have such amazing things to say. And now we got to put some faces with the names and things, which is really cool. Yeah, and it was uh, our last scale. It was 18X in March of 2020, just before lockdown. <laughs> so, wow. And it was the last tech conference um, ever, actually. It was the, the last tech conference, and then we're one of the first tech conferences to start up again. So That's awesome. That's that good. was awesome. So mm -hmm. one of the things that we also had to do, Michael, is when we were flying and flapping our wings... <laughs> we had to be on this, right. we had to be on this long journey to get to California because we're kind of on the yeah. other side of the country. And one of the things we wanted to do while we were on these long plane rides is use our steam deck. So how did the steam deck do in your in your opinion? So it was actually fantastic. I loved it. the The steam deck changed the experience of flying drastically. You know, I've done I've done long flights before, and I've made, you know, I've made it tolerable before, 
by you know listening to podcasts or something. But when you have a Steam Deck and you can play video games just sitting in your chair, it kind of, the time actually kind of flew by. Now it was still <laughs> annoying because I was in this really cramped space, but at the same time. I didn't think about it because I was playing all different types of games. And we're going to talk about that, what games we played later on in the show. But it was really fun. And I found a superpower. There's a specific device you can get that makes plane rides okay. You know, like not even that much of a bother. And that's called noise-canceling headphones. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Those are super important for airplane trips. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> I went with the Steam Deck thinking it's a very nice piece of equipment. I really like it. It's fun. All the stuff we've talked about too. This thing has to be in every Linux collector's mm. pile here because mm -hmm. from plane rides to just the attention, even on the plane that it got, like people were looking over and they were clearly jelly. I mean, they, they were, they <laughs> were so jelly. jelly <laughs> so what I had over there, you know, kids that would look over and see this gaming machine that I had in my hands. And I think some of them knew what it was and some of them had no idea, but they knew they wanted to play with it. Um, but there were just so many cool things that you can pass the time with, with the Steam Deck there. Gaming and like you said, noise canceling headphones, absolutely a must. There were so many cool games that you could play offline, which was a lot of fun too. Because I remember oh, yeah. when, before I went on the trip, I started thinking, oh, all the games I have on my Steam Deck are all of them online. And thankfully, I had a ton of games. I thought of that, and I had a ton of games I could download that I could just play offline because I'm not playing for paying for playing Wi-Fi. So I was able to, you know, download those and play those, like you know, Super Meat Boy and stuff like that, which are awesome offline yeah, games. That was Aww. fun. And I did the exact same thing. I was like, wait, do I have any stuff I don't need to be online? And all my games that I had at the time were online stuff. So I went and yeah. downloaded a bunch, and I had a ton of stuff in my library that I have never played before. Because they were, mo I'm mostly an online player. Okay, let's be let's be fair. I'm mostly a Rocket League player, so it's like ninety yeah. percent of my time playing games is that. But when uh, so I went and I've played probably seven or eight games that I never played before during nice. the trip, <laughs> and it was kind of fun because there was one game. Oh, we'll get to that later. But there was a couple games that kind of like blew my mind. Of like, oh, I should have played this years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like I owned it Aww. for years and then never opened it. I enjoyed showing off my Steam Deck at scale. That yeah. that was really really cool. Oh yeah. So, and again, we'll talk about more of the games that we showed off. But it was nice having it at our booth because it was a, a good a good draw. Yeah. A lot of people hadn't put, you know seen it or put it in their hands yet. So exactly. Ryan's idea to put the Steam Deck at the booth was that was so, amazing. It was so genius. Don't tell him I said that, but it was so genius. And it was really cool because it essentially brought people to the booth. And then we just started talking people about the podcast and the network and yeah, everything. It so perfect. it was it was it was a great draw. So good job there, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> I, one of the things I want to say about that is how respectful everyone was at this conference, and it, it oh, really yeah. it really made an impression on me. For instance, I had the Steam Deck laying out on our table. Now mm -hmm. I've been to big conferences, not Linux related, but like Dragon Cons and things like that, where people, you know, don't tend to always have the best manners and stuff. But every time someone would come up, they would look, they would put their hands behind their back sometimes. They would look yeah. at the Steam Deck and they would kind of be behind it and be like, is that the Steam Deck? And then they'd be like, can I hold it? Or they wouldn't even ask. And I'd be like, you can hold it. And they'd be like, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. You're going to let me hold it? Um, but people were so respectful of the equipment and of the table. And just 
in general, very respectful. And that really made an impression of me of the community of open source people out there mm -hmm. and just how awesome they are. As well. And that's a great point because yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's totally what happened. Everybody was so, so respectful to it. And also we're like, oh, I don't want to mess with your stuff, but it's okay if I look around the settings and things like that. And at yeah. one point you even had someone help you charge it. <laughs> someone who they gave me a charger out of their backpack and yeah. were like, hey, let me get this thing charged up for you faster. It was people oh. were just so kind. And that really made a big impression on me. It was like and, a bunch of Jills running around. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, I at the uh, Linux conferences, uh, honestly, and in particular scale, really, you'll you'll find the cream of the crop. You'll find the smartest, most intelligent people. That's why we were there, Ryan. Met. Oh, that's why we were <laughs> so, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not in including myself, but you guys, you guys came and <laughs> you were smart. <laughs> the the the, the, um, the I love how Jills like I'm not going to include myself. But so it makes me look even bat worse that I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I meant everyone else is what I meant, people. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on from the Steam Deck then, let's talk about the events. What yes. event was the most fun for you? I mean, there are so many and it's hard to kind of describe a lot of them. But I've got to give a special shout out to Michael's dance moves. Uh, your epic <laughs> Dance okay, moves. Before we get to that, we got we got to set the stage of why I did any dancing. Okay, so nobody still knows. So this will be new for me too. <laughs> I don't I don't know either. So the game night existed like at the end of Saturday, like at the end of the Saturday conference. There was a game night that the scale uh, convention put on, which was fantastic. There was a lot of different things you could do. There was like uh, ping pong and air hockey. There was also like board games in one room, and there was virtual reality stuff as well as there was even like a scavenger hunt type of thing. And uh, there's a, a, a section Escape dedicated room. to super, uh, super Smash Bros which, of course, is, is mm -hmm. a, a very popular area that I didn't get a chance to go to because so, so many people were waiting to play. Uh, but there was one thing that was really awesome that I was so excited to see, which they, they had a live show with MC Frontalot. Now, for those who don't know who that is, go look right now. I well, was what? one of those. Yes. I had no clue who this person was. Uh, so MC Frontalot. Yeah, he, he, I don't know if he was the founder of Nerdcore, but he was definitely in the early stages of Nerdcore. Yeah. And that's essentially like nerd-based lyrics with rap music, and it's fantastic. And uh, in my opinion, it was actually pretty dope. I enjoyed the whole time. So for some reason, I decided that it'd be a good time for me to dance. So I'm going to show right now Nerd dance Nerdcore and nerds dancing. This, yes. How could this go wrong? How could this go wrong? Oh, Michael, well, we forgot to put it on TikTok. We need to well, fix that. Oh, I yeah. need to put it on TikTok. It could go TikTok. <laughs> it could be your first viral TikTok video. And it will go viral, by the way. So I just played it on the stream. And for those who missed it, well, you can watch the edited version because I'm not going to play it again. <laughs> but <laughs> so to give you a little bit more extra information about this particular dance I tried to do, I had no idea how to do it. And I told Ryan I was going to do it, but I didn't tell him that I didn't know how to do it. So I decided to look at a video one time, look at a how-to of how to do it, and then I went and did it immediately. But it also shows. but also the, <laughs> the video was the sound was off, so I was just watching the steps. So I think for the first attempt ever, 
that was pretty good. Like I could, I could, I'm going to basically prove myself next year though. I'm going to do some like dance lessons or whatever. And I'm just going to like rip up the oh, dance Oh, you're going to take dance lessons. You should yeah, learn yeah, yeah. The, the, like the waltz or the tango. The tango would be good. Okay. I was you thinking, I was thinking more like, through, like oh. modern dances. Jazzercise. Yes, jazz, I'm gonna do jazzercise. <laughs> you could get Perfect. the band around your head Perfect. and the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah grow That'd your hair so long and, uh, uh, and big and poofy, <laughs> like 1980s type of, yes, of stuff. Exactly. Yes, for sure. And Leg you warmers, run in place really crazy. Absolutely, I'm totally gonna do that. The whole time Michael was doing this, I just thought, you know, that stereotype of nerds not being able to dance is true. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what was no, going through my head. Cool. No, it was good. It, it was has awesome. a kernel yeah. of truth, Ryan. You were brave enough to go out there and do that and i give you Absolutely. mad props for that thank you fun. thank you you made it yeah. very fun it's good it's, i'm gonna make it much much better next time and i will be if, if you, whoever's coming to the next year's scale you know feel free to join me on the dance floor i was the only one doing <laughs> Absolutely. It, you know then we can sure. we can create like a like a dancing squad or something i don't know <laughs> dance challenge for tiktok no <laughs> exactly we'll do a tiktok dance challenge <laughs> So, Jill, what are some of the other things that uh, you enjoyed? What was some of the most fun for you? Okay. One of my favorite things to do was taking our live stream around the expo hall to show our viewers the booze and all their awesome swag and interacting with, you know, our friends and patrons in chat, like Bit Shady, like Lamer. We had so many of our awesome yeah, patrons in there. It was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite parts. And what was cool is, is Ryan didn't didn't think we could we were allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know we could get up from our booth and just put it. people on camera. But Jill was like, "I don't care. I'm I own yeah. this place." <laughs> yeah. like, so like they, Jill, they, is, they, won't, they won't they were they won't question Jill because they're too afraid of Jill because we talk about she's how like savage the kingpin of yeah. scale. <laughs> like nobody says a word to Jill, you know. <laughs> What was so fun was when I was uh, 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 taking it around the expo hall, a couple of the workers came up to me. He goes, oh, there goes Jill again. No one can stop her. But that was uh, just uh, so much fun and kind of a dream come true, true to do it live. Because I've done yeah. previously, I've done interviews at scale, um, but they all had to be you know locally recorded and edited. And it was just nice to be able to do a live stream with our patrons and people in chat. It was viewers. Cool. Yeah, it yeah. was awesome, especially when we were sitting at the at the the table and Jill mentioned how she wanted to do that, and both Ryan and I were like, "Why, why did we not think of that? That's fantastic!" <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because I had been sitting there at the at the booth for about an hour, you know, talking to to the attendees and and friends coming by. And I'm like looking at it like, no, it's time for me to pick this up and go. <laughs> and Jill started <laughs> handing out our business cards as well to all yeah, the Yeah. That's why you know Jill's just, she's just amazing all the way around. I know you guys already know that, but it's just. <laughs> we had more evidence of it. such is what yeah. we're saying. And Jill, <laughs> you, your Linux Chicks booth won an award as well. We don't want to yes. skate over that. That was Yes, awesome. definitely. So we won the Best Scale Spirit Award. And for those of you that don't know, SCALE stands for the Southern California Linux Expo, because <laughs> we hadn't quite said it yet. <laughs> Good point. Good point. So, Good point. So yeah, we won the Best Scale Spirit Award. And honestly, we, we do win an award every year. We kind of have the most do, awards of, of, any, <laughs> of any booth. But they kind of it it's kind of one of those things cool. where they have to give Jill a taste, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> she is the kingpin of scale. 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, a, a little background on the on the Linux Chicks LA booth. Uh, we have been with Scale since the very first Scale, so we are the longest running booth at Scale that has been there every year. That's very cool. So, and and we you all gave very, away very a laptop hard. from Jill's yeah. museum. Oh, the yeah. A laptop we, from Jill's museum was given away. Which that was, was awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, we had a raffle for a laptop and. I gave away a lot of stuff from my hardware museum, uh, mechanical keyboards, Bluetooth speakers, headphones, um, gaming mice, the whole nine yards. I, as I've been I cleaning out my room. Yes. You <laughs> oh, yeah. You, need, you, you both needed to come by and, and spin I the did. wheel of swag to get I, more stuff. <laughs> I love the wheel of swag. It's such a good idea. For those who don't know, it's a like basically a wheel of fortune type of thing. <laughs> where you spin it and you get whatever it lands on. And I got this little penguin back here, this little yeah. blue penguin, and it's fantastic. And also, this was whenever Jill couldn't be uh, be at the booth. This was the uh, placeholder for Jill. We sat yeah. on the on the booth, and a couple people, people were wanted, like, "Where's Jill?" And we're like, "Right, yeah. right here. This <laughs> Jill's right here." Oh, <laughs> speaking of which, that was a challenge for me. I was work, working two booths and running back and forth and trying to to do fifty fifty at both. <laughs> It's kind of, it's, it's difficult, but I, you know, on, so Friday, Friday night, because my girls at the Linux Chicks booth, some of them um, couldn't come because emergencies. So I was mostly at that booth and still popping in the Destination Linux booth. But on Saturday, I pretty much focused on the Destination Linux booth. <laughs> we need a lot of attention, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Jill had to come help, which kind of falls in, did you learn anything new question I wanted to ask? Because we learned Jill can run, in fact, across two different yeah. sides of the conference in amazing record time. Uh, but Michael, for me, uh, one of the things that I learned is how important it is to meet people in person, people oh, in yeah. person. Oh. Uh, what was interesting is we've had these years of having no events and all of those things, uh, whether it was prior to all of this, the local lug that I used to run or um, just me and Michael traveling and having people meet up with us. There are listeners and stuff or going to Southeast Linux fest. We always had interactions with people but being away from that for so long uh, it kind of made me realize being back there how important it is for us to have that human interaction this virtual thing is really cool it's amazing we can do this and we could even become friends as we have uh, over the years through these virtual means but meeting people in person is so critical and that goes to some of the people we met that you just have this completely different impression of them or get to know them on such a different level when you're meeting them in person, going out to dinner with them, talking to them, that yeah. stuff. So to me, that's one of the biggest things I think I took away from the conference. Yeah. I'm, and it's it's healthy. Absolutely. As humans, we need to interact with people. And, you know, not seeing each other for so long and just doing everything virtually, you know, is, is taking a toll. <laughs> so. It has. 100%. Yeah. It has. Yeah. And it's it's so interesting that you you mentioned this as a re is like what you learned because this is something that I didn't know that I was um, – such a social person because in the first day we did the conference, I was so excited to do like just talking to random people who came by the booth and stuff like that. So I, I kind of learned that I was more extroverted than I thought I was. You know, I always said that I was like an extroverted introvert or something like that. Uh, you know, kind of like a combination. Oh no, we it, couldn't shut you up. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah, totally, I, you're, you're not, you're a total extrovert. 100%. I might be. I might yeah. be. Yes, and, you are. Yeah, and it, it was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was basically like the experience of talking to people just randomly at the booth or just randomly out in the expo hall somewhere was fun for me. 
And um, I didn't know that that was going to happen. So I guess I learned some stuff like new about myself. So that's great, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to say too, there's a lot of people who you could tell were introverts there. And so if you're an introvert and you don't go to conferences because you're afraid like of interacting with all those people, uh, there's a ton of people just like you there. And there's a yeah. lot of places for you to still be able to be an introvert and not be uncomfortable. That's what's really cool about scale and the size of it is, um, number one, if you want to, a lot of people will come up to you and initiate conversations. Number two, you don't have to go around and be Mr. Social like Michael was or Jill. You can mm -hmm. you can also just go around and look at the different booths and pick up swag and listen to the conferences and, and do that stuff. So it's kind of a great opportunity, though, I think, for introverts to kind of um, experiment with ways to create interactions and talk. Because if it goes terribly, you probably never see the person again anyway. So who cares? <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> Well, scale, that is one of the thing that, that one thing that makes scale so special is you can interact as little or as much as you want. Exactly. And yep. they always set up quiet spaces, like there's rooms open and and the the crew that runs scale does that on purpose so that you have like quiet spaces you can go and just relax. Or you can enjoy being in the hallway track, as we call it, and, and meeting yeah. people. So yep. it, it's got that nice vibe. And there's also a wide variety of booths to talk to. I talked to every single one of them that I could. A couple were already gone for the day that I like. So when we were doing the booth, the first two days, we weren't able to actually, you know, go around that much. So we, I, I basically on the Sunday, I decided to just go around and talk to everybody. And a couple had already left, which was disappointing. But at the same time, I still got to talk to like 95% of the people at the, at, at the conference in the booth stuff. Uh, and it was really fun. I mean, there was a lot of great things. And I'll, I'll have some videos in the vlog that will like give you some behind the scenes sort of stuff. And But there's also something that I did that was uh, basically on the last day I decided, let's go to the no. beach. Because why not? So um, we went to uh, Venice Beach. And it was really interesting because I learned something while I was there that I now understand why people like going to the beach. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. for reference... <laughs> In the South, beaches are more like thousands of grains of lava that surround your feet. So I never really understood why the, the appeal of going to the beach existed. But going to LA's beaches was like, okay, I get it. This is pretty fantastic. So, okay. Cool. Oh, you guys get a, a little glimpse of uh, why me and my family are here. Yeah, the weather was absolutely amazing yeah. and beautiful <laughs> and the scenery and the places you took us. But Jill, I don't want to skip over the fact that oh, there, yes. there was a special gift I was trying to skip over. Yeah. There was, can you tell us about this special <laughs> gift that was brought for Michael? So I, I decided, you know, there's never enough seating at the booze that, you know, they, yep, they give true. us uh, two chairs. So I brought my stool. <laughs> and and it, it was a joy seeing how Michael performs active sitting in real life on, on He's a professional. Stool. Exactly. It was a little IKEA 399 stool that I've had for like, you know, probably 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny because when this like when the stool was there, I just assumed that I was supposed to sit on it. I didn't even think about like, oh yeah, no, I'll make Ryan sit on it. I was just like, all right, cool. So stool, it's I'll yours. Play. It's yeah. yeah, I just I just did. It just happened. Felt so, so natural for you. But also, yeah. I perfect. heard something happened during the live stream, Ryan, related to the stool. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, well, you got your little vengeance. You set it up so that you put the stool in a spot that you knew I would trip over. 
And I ended up tripping over the <laughs> yeah. stool. And so I know you did it on purpose. I did not you do it got on purpose, me. but it yes, was perfect. And yes, I love that it happened. You got me uh, for all of the jokes that's about the, your that's stool. That's the karma that comes back to you. <laughs> no, but that, that had, to, had to happen because initially I thought, well, I we need an extra seat because there are three of us. <laughs> and then right. I'm like, oh, uh, bring a, a stool. stool. <laughs> Michael loves stools. Yeah. Yes. And he looked so uncomfortable the entire time, but he pretended... He liked it because he would rather have a chair like most human beings. <laughs> but he suffered no, through the to, crappy okay, stool with no back. To bit. be yeah. clear, the reason why that stool did not work as well as my stool is because my stool is use. about three times larger. Yeah, it's And it higher. fits me better <laughs> than yeah. this other one. The, this stool was a Jill-sized stool. It's actually This stool was actually more comfortable for me than the chairs. Yeah. But we can have you on a stool. That'd be ridiculous. We put Michael yeah. on stool. Yeah. That's how this works. Yes. Uh, so it was funny because people were making comments about the stool too. Like, where's the stool? Somebody get him a stool. Someone said they were going to go to Target to buy a stool and bring it back. So the stool yeah. thing has definitely made its way. I'm very proud of that. I'm so happy. Our entire listenership. Uh, I love all of you for Spent that. two and a half years. <laughs> we yes. can let it go now. It's no, okay. I can't. <laughs> Uh, the funniest moment, speaking of which, so I get to the conference, I'm sitting at the, the table, Michael did an amazing job, don't tell him I said so, um, did amazing job with the tablecloth and the banners we had, we had a really nice looking booth, and all of a sudden, somebody comes up to me, and they put a sticky note on the table, and they say, and it's a half-ripped sticky note, too, it's, you know, not, not a very and clean, and they say... I guess I have to get your autograph according to the rules. And I look up and it's cheesy bacon from system 76, of course. And so I immediately just started laughing because it was hilarious because the episode before, if y'all hadn't heard, we made up all these ridiculous rules about if you wanted Jill's autograph, you had to get ours <laughs> first. You had to use it in permanent marker and all of this stuff. And Somebody made a joke about a sticky note as well. So cheesy you made bacon a joke about a sticky from note. <laughs> System seventy six was on top of it. He came yep. with the sticky note, and darn it, I signed it. So there yes. you go. It was such a good yeah. joke. We just had to go with it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and to me, th that was hilarious. The reason why we had this conversation about the sticky notes thing is because of like a previous episode we were discussing sticky notes on the desktop and how uh, I don't really understand it. And yeah. Ryan was giving me such a hard time. Then right. we get yeah. off of the stream and Ryan yeah. and I are talking. He's like, yeah, I don't get it either. But like, why are you giving me such a hard time on the show? <laughs> because that's how things like your weak thumbs in the stool are born. Exactly. He creates this nonsense that he ridiculous. doesn't even agree with or even yes. it's not. It's he just makes up in general. <laughs> right. Right. I, res I, I respect your cleverness, though, Ryan. But listen, so. this all started because I found out after we had become friends afterwards, because if I'd known this before we became friends, I would just kill the friendship, that you're a pen chewer. And I can't stand no, 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 pen no, chewers. No, I'm a, I'm, pen chewers no, no, no. are the worst kind of human chewer. beings. I'm not a pen, pen? chewer. Like, well, okay, there's a difference between a pen chewer and a pen cap chewer. Like, which one... <laughs> Both are equally horrible because you've ruined the cap for the pens that I plan to no, use. No, no, you, like, no, no, no. With the pen cap, you, you shouldn't chew on pens. What, no, no, listen. The reason why it's okay with the pen cap is because you just you just uh, chew on the the long pointy part that has nothing to do with the cap part. It's just for, for decoration. Pen or chewers are the maybe, equivalent to kindergartners eating crayons. Like if you're an adult chewing on a pen, <laughs> you are just like okay. a kindergartner what who's about eating crayons. Pencils? What about pencils with the, uh, where you chew on the, not the eraser, but the metal part attached to the eraser? I've seen people do that. 
as well. Like, That's equally bad. Like you're an adult. Uh, Stop putting things in your mouth that you're supposed to write. With. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Why is this pen chewing thing such important to you? Like I'm just what? because there are there are a finite amount of pens that you can find at the moment you need to sign something. You know, like you may have a hundred thousand pens. But the moment you need to sign something or whatever, you will have only one or two pens that will appear somehow. The rest of them will be suddenly lost. It's like yeah. a whole void in the quantum. It's a quantum mechanic thing. I don't know all the specifics. Watch YouTube channel on quantum mechanics. So to it, figure just, it, out. it just disappears. They disappear to sign and there's one left. And of course, if you have a pen chewer in the family, the one left is one that's been chewed to pieces. And you don't want to touch it because it would gross and stuff, Because it's been right? chewed to pieces. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Don't be a pen chewer, people. <laughs> don't be a pen chewer. <laughs> Yeah. Are you gonna Disgusting. tell my husband that? <laughs> so, so one of my uh, funny, one of my favorite and funniest moments from scale was Steve's Steve husband uh, beating Ryan at air hockey. <laughs> Did he beat me? Was that filmed? Yeah, that was filmed. Oh darn it! Although okay, I yeah, he won. You beat you beat me. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I you knew did. I beat you somebody. Did. Yeah, Steve stomped me. He was kind of the ice hockey. <laughs> champion there yeah and then what was cool is then michael beating my steve husband and my hu my hubby winning a rematch next year <laughs> michael no problem oh, steve. I i'm down this uh, challenge accepted and it was kind of funny because we were playing to five uh i didn't know what we were actually playing to and i got to four to one and then immediately started completely throwing accidentally to the point where it was four to four <laughs> by the time we actually finished the game and it was pure luck that I won. So yeah, I mean, I was I was a professional hair hugger. Yeah, player. your skills. But, <laughs> but I want to go back for one quick second about the pen conversation. It's super yeah. important to me, Ryan, that we talk about this pen chewing thing. And I want to okay. make it clear that I am never in that situation because I have these. <laughs> there yeah. we go. No, listen. <laughs> you have them now until you need them, and then they will disappear into. It's kind of like the whole sock thing, where one always disappears in the dryer. Well, what's great is that <laughs> most most often when I need a pen, it's I'm not at my in my office, which has uh, dozens of pens and yeah. even markers and stuff. So I'm looking for a pen, and like, oh, if I was at home, I'd have my I'd have my pens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about favorite interactions. I got to meet Der Hans, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Jill's husband, of course, Steve, we've talked about throughout this whole thing. Just amazing and so in love with Jill. It's sickening. Mm -hmm. It's just unbelievable. Do dotes on her so okay, hard. Okay, not sickening. It's adorable, Ryan. <laughs> well, it's so adorable. It's like, this shouldn't be. Like, this is oh, not how we are it, yes, on that's Earth. That's true. It doesn't compete. Humans are supposed I, to be <laughs> miserable, and he's just doting on her and loves her so much. Worships the ground she walked on. Oh. Um, hanging with the System 76 crew was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I got to do a collab with Gardner, which was really fun, and we'll be on his channel, so check that out. We also got to talk with Jay and hang out with him. Getting a chance to talk with Neil in person as well. Mm -hmm. All of that was just awesome, the interactions there. What were some of the interactions you guys had? Scale for me actually started when me and my Steve husband met Neil in IRL on yep. uh, Tuesday afternoon uh, before scale started. And so he flew in on Monday and we met with him Tuesday and we had a great time with him at dinner and showed him around town and we took him to SpaceX. There's a, there's whoa, a nice whoa, picture. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Yes. Neil to SpaceX? Did yeah. Me to SpaceX? Right. R Ryan, we didn't get to go to SpaceX. I didn't go so. to SpaceX. Yeah. What makes Neil so special? 
Well, mm. Thursday you showed up late, so we wanted to get you to the beach on time to enjoy the sunset. So okay. we couldn't go to SpaceX because SpaceX was further away. So I'm a little jelly, like the kid watching me with the plane and Steam Deck was jelly. I'm now jelly that Neil got to go to SpaceX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we did take you to Mattel, the Mattel Toys Building that was on the amazing. way to the that beach. Was true. Also, we have some photos. I'll have that in. I. I don't have yes. it in the ready for here, but I will have it in the vlog video where Ryan and I decided to do Rock'em Sock'em robot pose for camera. Yeah. For some reason. Um, but <laughs> I came up with it. What do you mean yes. some reason? If it's ridiculous, it's, <laughs> that's fair. It's me. If it's yeah. ridiculous, Ryan came up with it. That's that, yeah. that's the new 100%. slogan of the show. If it's ridiculous, Aww. Ryan. And yeah, so one of my favorite interactions was actually taking both of you to the beach and yeah. dinner at the pier in the hometown that I grew up with. I, I wanted to show you my life here. It's been a lot about the beach because my father is one of the old surfers who surfed with, with Dewey Weber and, and the Beach Boys and did all that. So, <laughs> it was so part Jill kind of knows everybody in California and they kind of <laughs> all know her and her family has history everywhere. Like she's like, oh, that building, part of my family's history, this yeah, building. Was part of my family's history but the weirdest thing for me is when people kept coming up to jill handing handing her manila envelopes full of money i thought that was a little <laughs> odd maybe but, there's a mafia no, thing no, no. i don't know, and, and I don't it, know. Was, it was really weird because she, they would always hand her the the, the envelope and then kind of like duck for fear and then say for yeah the family, stare at the ground the family and walk away <laughs> and is there is there the, like there was a kingpin I heard in Dawn. Like, I don't know. Is that something in the family? Everybody calls you <laughs> no, the Dawn, Jill? No. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Maybe I'm making that. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, my, my family is so entrenched here in aerospace. And my father was a building contractor. And he, I, I took them to a restaurant on the pier with a beautiful ocean view overlooking the beach where the first surfer surfed here in California. And uh, where I played beach volleyball. And that part of the pier my dad built. So I had to take you to that restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. And the food was outstanding. Like it was just outstanding. (laughs) In fact, when I got back, my wife was like, hey, you want to go to one of those Mexican restaurants, blah, 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 for dinner? I'm like, no. I really don't because yeah. it's not going to taste <laughs> anything like yeah. the has ruined food all had. food for us. She has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was it, was, it was really funny because, you know, at going to this place, like Ryan said, it was fantastic. But also it was kind of funny because of we had a wait time. You know, when you go to a restaurant, there's always like, oh, there's like a 15 minute wait or whatever. And they said like 35, 40 minute wait. And I was like, oh, no. And then immediately it's like, let's just go to the beach. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. <laughs> So oh like, no! Of all we the places to, to the wait, beautiful beach. Totally, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal, really. Yeah, and that was really cool when we showed up at the, at the pier. That they were having, we were having our big surf festival, and yeah, so, so they had a big concert, band, so the live yeah. band. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. And um, actually, next weekend, my brother is competing in a big swim from pier to pier, uh, three miles. And it's it's one of a lot of Olympians come to. So he's been training for the events. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and my Steve husband wanted me to tell you both, even though he doesn't computer much, you guys made the, him feel like family. <laughs> oh, well, he made us <laughs> feel Absolutely. like family. Steve was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Steve's awesome. I loved his stories. Uh, his career fascinates me and yeah. his doting on you fascinated <laughs> me as well. I just, I love your all's interaction so much. And we had so many special interactions from Emma, Cheesy Bacon, Mm -hmm. System 76, uh, 
Gardner Bryant. There, there were so many cool people we got to meet. Neil, all of that was just amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. And also, you know, we every week we talk about the Linux events that are happening, and we get help with Dear Hans. And we met mm-hmm. Dear Hans at the at Scale, and that was really fun. And he also brought us some stuff to give away because at Scale, there's always, or basically every conference, there's always somebody giving away stuff. And mm-hmm. Der Hans brought us penguinos, which Jill happens to have with her. That's awesome. <laughs> and these are like, the these way. are penguin f- yeah. uh, themed cupcakes and stuff. Yeah. So it was, it was fantastic. It's way better than those yo yo things by Hostess or No Nos or whatever they're called. Oh, they're yeah, called no nos. Yes, they're called no nos. Don't even okay, bother. <laughs> yeah. All right. No nos. Yeah. I like the penguinos way better than no nos. Yeah. Penguinos are way better than no nos. <laughs> yeah. And it was so special that Dare Hans helped us at our booth. And so everyone knows he's been a dear friend of the Linux Chicks of Los Angeles for years. He's been one of our group and one of the big supporters. And it was neat because he, he followed me on all my podcasts. <laughs> I do. Yes. But and he's now such he's a, a huge part of Destination Linux. It's just He's awesome. such an amazing person. And mm-hmm. there was a point where you and Michael had abandoned me. And um, wow. I, I know it, it kind of hurts. But It's interesting will, how you but, phrase it that way. Yeah. But, okay. um, but <laughs> yes. Der Hans was there and I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to be alone here because Michael, um, you know, I think he had too much to drink the night before. No, and Jill was, had the about. other booth to take care of. And I was like, you want to sit here with me? Because people were coming around the booth and... There's a lot of people coming in. Durhans just hung out with me the whole time, and we talked about his career and stuff. But he's just such a kind soul. Like I love, love his face. I love that man. Awesome. Yeah, he's such a sweetheart. Yep. He used to bring some of these penguins are from Durhans, including oh, nice. that big one right there. He gave nice. that Very to cool me person. about six years ago. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and when Ryan talks about me, I just want to make sure everybody remembers that he makes up most of the things he says. But about that one me. I did. But not that All one. Right. <laughs> Let's get oh. into our biggest disappointment, which oh. is perfect because Michael's inability to hold liquor would be definitely at the top <laughs> whoa, of my whoa, list. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I held plenty. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jill, what were some of the disappointments that you had at the conference? Okay. So that I couldn't I know show what our you. disappointment is, Ryan. <laughs> I know, but I couldn't yeah. show you my hardware museum because exactly. me and Hubby were remodeling our house. And honestly, all my computers are packed away right now the one and time we get to go to california ryan we don't I know get to i actually heard jill whispering to her husband like thank goodness we didn't invite them to our home i think they would no. steal stuff that's no. what i heard her say that's what i heard her say <laughs> also hoping- steve was re- and completely yeah. agreed with that and said yeah they would take at least your oliver albums and stuff because ryan <laughs> oh go into no the- <laughs> Yes. Well, the nice thing is hopefully by next year, I'm actually building a hardware museum studio in the backyard. So, Oh, that, oh that's awesome. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be able to display them properly. Oh, that's perfect. And, we can chain Michael in the backyard yeah. while we go eat dinner and stuff. <laughs> you don't need to chain me at all. Just be, I, w- I would probably lose track of time and just be in there forever. In the Especially, yeah. so like we talked about it on, on, on a post show about Jill's collection for vinyl records and stuff. And she has... Yeah. She has different types of music that like I I'm a huge fan of and she mentioned this one band that at the time it no one was like no one's really in in that post show no one was a, as as much as a fan as as I am of that genre so they didn't know who these people were and then she says well I happen to have like an original Kraftworks and if you don't yeah. know much about EDM Kraftwerk, Kraftwerk yeah. is a is a mm-hmm. band that essentially invented EDM and when she said that I was like whoa 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 go back Jill what 
So I want to, the next time we're at scale, <laughs> I need to listen to some original uh, vinyl record of Kraftwerk and also uh, Giorgio. I want to listen to that too. Yeah, Giorgio Moroder. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I have a glow in a dark Kraftwerk album. And yeah, so they awesome. were one of the original inventors of electronic music and in particular, kind of the, the techno dance EDM genre. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for the next year because we're, we're totally going to listen to some. So next uh, time EDM. we yeah. go to Jill's house and yep. we get to see the computer museum and SpaceX because we want the same oh, treatment you get, yeah. Neil. No, I know we don't want to be treated less to... than Neil. Just the yeah. same, Jill. Why does the, the, the patron get more attention than we do, Jill? That's that's uh, seems like you're playing favoritism. Oh no, no, no! We were just able to spend a lot more time. We're with teasing. Neil. We're teasing. <laughs> So the big question, will Michael and Ryan return? We know Jill's going to be there, of course. In March is when the next scale is. So if all this discussion has done anything, hopefully it gets you excited for potentially joining us at scale in March. But by joining us, will Michael and me be there? Michael, will you be there? I'm better. I'm I'm thinking... Oh, look, Jill threw down the gauntlet. (laughs) Well, I'm Or you'll owe her a payment. I'm th- <laughs> I'll have to get my vanilla envelope. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm thinking about it, and let me see. If I carry the one, yes. Yes, yes. I will. Yay. Yep. <laughs> so, so, Ryan, yeah. Is that a yes for you, too? I am going to do everything in my power to be there. The only reason I can't say 100% yes is because I like to hype this up and make people think I'm not, and then I eventually... Sh- no, I'm kidding. Yeah, the only I reason I can't say yes tactics. is because I'm moving. And so, uh, yeah, but sure. I don't think it will interrupt that. I think I'll be well settled by then and it should be no problem. But yes, I definitely want to and plan uh, to be there because it was just so much fun and Yay. I want to meet more people. I'm not sure about the booth thing or what we're going to do there because I kind of yeah. just want to run around free and get swag and talk to people, but we'll see. We'll see what we'll do next year. But it was a lot yeah. of fun. We yeah, came absolutely. up with a lot of ideas of things that we want to do, including maybe doing a live broadcast. Yes, we might that'd do a live fun. broadcast. Yeah, instead of the booth, we could do a live stream of, of DL. That'd be really cool. You know, that'd, be, that'd mm-hmm. be awesome. And and next year, I think scale will actually be different because it will return to more normal attendance numbers. I, I, I'm I'm hoping and keeping my fingers crossed that we're gonna have our normal attendance. Yeah, numbers it was only at a scale. few thousand. It was just so sad yeah, it's, to see uh, only it's a normally few thousand around, people. Just a few it's thousand. Normally, it's normally five to six thousand. That's so. crazy. We need but more nice, swag, Michael. Lots more yes. swag. I didn't but think we were going to run out, like based on you know the est- expectation of you know whether people are going to show up or not. We ran out very quickly, but mostly everything. We do have a little bit of things, and I was thinking maybe we could send some stuff to some patrons and like a that's swag right. The bag patrons are going to get the extras yeah. we got for sure out there. And we did run out of all of the swag. We had uh, yeah. fidget spinners. We had DOS Geek brains. We had stickers. We had all kinds of cool things, bags, uh, text digital bags and stuff that we ha- handed out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, all that stuff uh, went really quick, which was awesome. And I feel like that Matrix scene where, you know, Keanu Reeves is like, we need guns, lots of guns. We need swag, lots of swag. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to have to bring a lot more next year if there's 6,000. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Our booth will be yeah. empty real quick. Well, you know, I think it was really nice that you guys got to experience scale. Uh, when it was smaller, so you'll see the difference, you know, yeah. from from this year to next year. Mm. And, and this year's scale was kind of like scale eight years ago, you know, in, in numbers. So it was it was nice to 
for you to to see a more intimate side of the convention. And yeah. next year it'll be. <laughs> it's really well also, done. The staff's amazing. Everybody was super polite, and that made it such a fun event too. Yeah. So I, I wanted real quick. I I hundred percent agree that scale is fantastic, and I can't wait to go back again. But I also wanted to say there was another reason why scale was fantastic. We talked about meeting Steve, uh, Jill's husband, and it was fantastic to meet him. But also Aww. we found out that he is too a lover of dad jokes. So that yes. was so much fun to annoy Ryan as much as possible with dad It jokes. was like <laughs> I had it in, in stereo. Like there was just yeah, exactly. Michael and Steve in with the dad jokes sound. going. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can give you one that my hubby actually forgot. Uh, would you like a banana for scale? Usually he brings a banana and takes a picture oh, of it nice. in front of the slide and he forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love How it. cute. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> And uh, make sure everyone check out the Gar Gardener Bryant's Scale 19X videos. We are featured heavily in them. And we had such a wonderful time with yep. him. And, and he interviewed uh, Ryan, too. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing that. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be on his channel maybe next week or so. And it was just, it was a lot of fun getting to know uh, Gardener. The Linux Gamer, you yeah. might know him as, as well out there. So huge shout out to him. And yeah. it was awesome that, hanging out that, with them at dinner. I know that was awesome. That Friday night dinner we had with the System Seventy Six oh, yeah. crew and Gardner Bryant. It was just, it was, yeah. it was a special moment in 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 the scale. Was was the communications and us being able to talk to other vloggers and YouTubers. You know, it was, and System Seventy Six. Oh my gosh, they're awesome. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of <laughs> new stuff with System Seventy Six coming up. So I'm very excited about that too. So excited. There'll be a lot of Can't neat wait. things that are going to happen from that front. So another amazing thing is we were able to give out Bitwarden stickers and Bitwarden swag. And you know what? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not just saying this because I'm doing a transition to an ad read. The Bitwarden stuff went like crazy. Like Bitwarden sent us a bunch of swag, like some stickers and things like that. And the amount of people that had Bitwarden or were telling us they had switched to Bitwarden or were looking for a password manager like Bitwarden was awesome. So that was one of the great things of the event is we got to push another open source alternative because we had a lot of people who were like, oh, I'm on LastPass or these other things and I can't stand it. I'm looking for something new. And we're like, well, we got you, Bitwarden. By the way, this episode is brought to you by Bitwarden. Get started right now with your free account at bitwarden.com slash tux. You want to go to the slash tux part, T-U-X, because that lets them know we sent you there. A password manager software that allows you to have Peace of mind knowing your online accounts are secure. Bitwarden provides you the tools to store all your passwords in a secured vault, auto-generate those passwords and usernames for you, and automatically fill them in if you want on those sites. And Bitwarden seals and encrypts your private data with end-to-end encryption before it ever leaves your device. You're the only person with access to it. Go to bitwarden.com slash tux slash T-U-X to get started for free. And they have a $10 premium account, which gets you a gigabyte encrypted file storage, two-step login with YubiKey, U2F Duo, Vault Health Reports, Priority Customer Support, all these things for $10 per year. Everybody's raised their prices. I'm paying more for literally everything. It's like more to breathe air. But Bitwarden's kept their price the same for this password manager. Once you start using it, you'll want to give them money to support this amazing open source project. Go to bitwarden.com slash tux slash T-U-X to get started. And thanks to Bitwarden for sponsoring this episode of Destination Linux. So Michael and Ryan had to travel to the Southern California Linux Expo. And I just wanted to ask what games you both played on your trip on your Steam decks. 
I had so much fun. If you guys have not seen the video, Jill, Michael, and me played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, and we beat the game. It was one of the most fun experiences, like throwback nostalgia so moments, because cool. I played with Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. I wanted to have all of the Ninja Turtle toys, and it, it was just amazing playing this video game, because back in my day, we used to have to go through six foot of snow barefoot to the mall where there was an arcade, um, but we'd you go to, to these arcades. Play with a quarter. And yeah, you would have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade machine, and the arcade machine was amazing because it had like four or five, four, I think, four, four actual joysticks. So if your friends came with you to the arcade, which were these rooms filled with arcade machines, kids don't know any of this stuff today. Uh, yeah, rooms filled with arcade aware. machines where your parents would leave you. Yes, they would <laughs> leave you in a mall in this yes. room. And they would go shopping and they felt you were perfectly safe being surrounded with tons of strangers in an arcade in a mall. And you would just sit there and they'd give you a couple dollars because that yeah. actually gave you like an hour or two of time and play Those arcade Those were simpler games. times. <laughs> Very simpler times. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a place where kids socialized and we made friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun. So I played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge on the plane. I played Super Meat Boy. <laughs> which is the most ridiculous game in the world. You are a wad of meat and you're trying to save Great game. a wad of pink meat that's a princess, kind of like a Mario thing, but <laughs> you'd have to play. It's just fun. And and there's grinders everywhere and you're trying to not get ground up and that's the whole point. And, then, and I played the game Hitman. Hitman was also very cool on the Steam Deck. Michael, what did you check yeah. out? So I had a lot of games on my Steam Deck that I went through, and some of them I played. I'm not going to mention because there's one I played. I'm not a great fan of it, but there was other ones that I just adored. So I played. Um, we talked about Hunt Down on a previous episode. I, t I played yeah. that on this on the plane. Uh, Ninja Turtles, obviously, of course I did. Uh, I also played uh, Mark of the Ninja: Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Which I'm pretty sure we covered that on a, pre a yeah. previous. Lovers TL. in a dangerous space time is that yeah. like a romance novel? It's a it's a weird uh, a, a spaceship platformer that's 2D animated where you're basically having super powered rabbits and yeah. stuff. It's very interesting. That's all <laughs> I can say. Uh, also, I played uh, Brutal Legend, which is perfect between those. You know the contrast of those two. <laughs> And uh, Dead Cells, which is a fantastic That's game. That's a cool game. Yeah. And uh, I, I tried to, you know, there was like, every time you got to the past the first level, it would say, you missed it by this amount of time. You can't get in this door. Or you didn't get, get this certain amount of uh, kills, and in in, so you can't get in this door. So I would restart. And every time I'd restart, I'd be like, you realize this is a different level now, right? And, <laughs> and they would always make, like, joke about it. Like, you can't actually do this. So uh, I tried it four or five times trying to get into those doors. I was not successful in any of them. But anyway, it was really fun, and it passed the time really uh, uh, easily. And I also found a game that I think is fantastic. The, the character models are not great, and, and the story's interesting, but it's really fun platformer. Like a, it's like a first-person platformer with like a scientific or sci-fi grappling hook, and it's called A Story About My Uncle. It's one of and, my favorite games, Michael. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a fun game. I was not expecting much because the name does not 
imply much at all. But once I played it, it's like, yeah, this is great. It is a very cool game. Yeah. I played it. Yep. It's it's very, it has a lot of parkour elements to it, too. Oh, yeah. We didn't it's do flying. parkour at scale, Michael. Yeah. Oh, that's another we disappointment. Never did parkour. Another yes. disappointment of scale is that we didn't get a chance to do the parkour. And I mean, the Michael danced close enough. I, yes. I, we, 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 we did, did use we did use our feet with a rhythm, so like a little bit of some kind of parkour. Actually, I feel like we delivered on that. When you set up the stool so that I would fall, that was kind of parkour <laughs> of me oh, when I was that. falling all over. I did yeah, actually set it up for that, but that's a good point. That would be a good like a you know that would would happen with the parkour anyway. You know, yes. very like action fall. oriented. Uh, Jill, you also brought your Steam Deck. What are some yeah. games you were playing uh, while you were waiting on Michael and me? <laughs> yeah, so um, I showed some of the attendees uh, Portal and Distance. And another favorite is Bit Trip Presents Runner 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. <laughs> It's what a, a fun title. it's a fun right platformer there. for the whole family which I, yeah. I think is is really good. And Cloudpunk Cloudpunk is a game it's a cyberpunk game where you you fly a car through a cyberpunk city like a, a nice. Blade Runner kind of city. And and that that works really well on the Steam Deck. And also of course Trackmania Stadium 2, which is one of my favorite games I've been playing a lot. And uh so it's just it was just really great being able to not only show off the Steam Deck, but, you know, have people interact with us because of the Steam Deck. You know, yeah. ooh, there's a Steam Deck because all Linux users want the Steam Deck. I mean, it they is a do. Linux computer. You would <laughs> not see just it in their computer. eyes. It was like yeah. that moment in Lord of the Rings where Gollum's like, you know, my precious. That that kind of look in their eyes would dilate when they yes. would see the Steam Deck on the table. Like, it, it was so awesome to see how much... People really adore the Steam Deck, and a lot of people have it on order, and they're waiting for it. And yeah, we'll get it. Haven't and this, yet. everyone who was in that case would tell me this made me want it even more. So if you're yeah. on the fence about the Steam Deck, I'm serious. Pick one up. It's just freaking awesome. It's just I yeah. saw. And you dock uh, it, it becomes a full computer. So yeah, it's very yeah. cool. I even thought of a, another benefit of it when I was on the plane. I was I looked over and saw someone watching a movie on their phone with these little tiny screen. I was like, I yeah, could just put a movie just on the Steam on Deck. A, yeah, and I'd have a much bigger screen. You know, so there's there's Absolutely. so much potential to it. And I dropped down to the desktop with the KDE Plasma Experience, and mm -hmm. I have to say that it worked very nicely on the Steam Deck. Arch. I was, it does. It, yeah. it, was, it was because of the KDE Plasma part. Arch. Uh, Arch, <laughs> Arch was it's a nice benefit Both to have. Both Arch and Plasma. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jill. I actually put Window Maker <laughs> on my of Steam Deck already. Did. Of course you did. Did you put Rat you Poison did. on it too? Yes, actually I have, but it's... Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it'd be that effective you need to keep, on Steam Deck. My, I need to use my Bluetooth keyboard or a USB yeah. keyboard with it for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but what's nice is when it was, uh, I was at the booth showing it off. I made sure to tell, you know, the people looking at it that we talk about it on uh, Destination Linux and our other shows on GameSphere and our other shows here on the Text Digital Network. Nice. Yep. <laughs> it's just, that's what I love about Jill. Always selling. Always selling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> running around like a ball of energy hand out business cards jill is exactly. like bionic woman she's just amazing <laughs> she could jump everywhere help out everyone there and that's why i had to do a software spotlight of nah, 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 nah. <laughs> that was good transition <laughs> yes the software spotlight this week is in 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 
NNN is the fastest terminal file manager out there. Well, according to them anyways, but I don't know anybody's really going to challenge them on that claim because it's really fast. It's really minimal. Mm. Ranger's really cool, but honestly, Ranger has so many features and things. I'm not saying you wouldn't use it, but it's got so many things that it's like, why not just use the GUI file manager? Because it practically is kind of a GUI file manager, but it runs in the terminal. Very cool. Love Ranger. Don't get me wrong. But NNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNN
<laughs> the 10 meant F10. I love I love that we keep things around from like 25 yeah. years ago and make them yeah. standard today and don't give any update. Like, why not just make it like punch cards to get out of it? Like, let's yeah. let's really if we're gonna dig into this old old stuff is no, better. No, no. In just... order to get out of Midnight Commander, you gotta put sticky notes on your desktop. That's, yeah. how, it, that's yeah. how it works. There we go. Do you think uh, Cheesy Bacon uh, actually kept the sticky note with our signatures on it? Highly doubt it. Aww. Highly doubt it. I but bet he framed it. I bet he I framed it. I drew a it. little penguin on, the, on my signature. Yeah. <laughs> I, so if you do have a cheese bacon, let us know. And when you frame it and hang it in the System 76 halls. If you do that, that you be will be amazing. a personal Aww. hero of ours. Yes, if you, you can would. frame it and have it in the System 76 halls. So when people go on tours, they just see a random partially torn sticky note. With Michael and me and Jill's signature, and also on make it. sure that the frame is like uh, like excessively large for it, so you see this big <laughs> empty <giant> space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, meeting Cheese Bacon in IRL was so special. Such a cool dude. I've been on many shows with him, um, you know, Linux podcasts and whatnot. Jill, please so it was stop just nice. name dropping, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic no he was an amazing person yeah. and uh, emma and all of them were just stop name dropping ryan come on <laughs> i'm allowed to i'm allowed to emma drop. is yeah. is my spirit unicorn she is. oh we know like the yeah. pink the amount of pink <laughs> yeah. for sure is just amazing when emma we, we had an episode of dl where emma and jill were on the same episode and it was just we got engulfed ryan and i also got engulfed with pink yeah. You know, like we we could we couldn't help it. It just happened. Our lights turned on to all pink, and we we didn't even know how it happened. It just it <laughs> took over. The amount you know, of the happiness with Jill and Emma in a room together is just like <laughs> the world starts splitting. You know, all the it's just amazing. You yeah, two the world are can't amazing. Take that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's move on to the tip of the week, and this is a very interesting tip because I I was suggested to it by a community member. And it's like, basically, have you ever found yourself wanting to know when you ran a particular command on your system? Well, thanks to Brock, one of the members of the Tux Digital community, this week's tip is going to help you do just that. You can make it so that running the history command will include a timestamp in the output of each item. In order to add a timestamp to your bash history, you will need to edit your .bashrc file, which is in your home directory. You can do this in any editor you want to, but to simplify things in the show notes, we're going to put the how to do it with Nano. And we'll, I'm not going to give you all the details here on the audio because you can check out the show notes. We'll have everything for you. But when you, find, you can find the line that says uh, hashtag user-specific sp aliases and functions. And underneath that, you place a specific command for uh, exporting hist time format, and then you put in the format you want to use. I'm going to provide you with a format. You don't have to use the one I use. That's up to you. But mine provides the ability to do year, month, day, and then a 24-hour clock so you can kind of it'll better organize it, at least in my opinion, if you want to export this data. Now, after that, you will need to refresh your Bash RC, which can be done by rebooting or by using the source command, which I didn't even know was a thing until I started messing with this and found that source command was how you did this, how you refreshed Bash RC. And I'll have that command 
in the show notes as well. So you'll find the specific source command on the show notes in tuxdigital.com. And now when you run the history command, you'll see a timestamp. You'll see the entry of the number of how many entries you have in your bash history, and then also a timestamp next to that, and then the command for what it is. And if you want to change what format for the timestamp is, I'll have a link for that in the show notes as well, so you can customize it however you want to. Yeah, that's very useful, because I could totally see situations in which I know I ran a command a couple days ago or even yesterday that helped fix something that things back or helped me edit a config file and I want to change it back, but I don't remember what that command is. So now I could run this and get the timestamps and look. So it's not showing, you know, it's, I could just look at the areas that I want to look at the times and days that I knew I was running that command. It's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. So Der Hans hooks us up each week with conferences that you should be getting prepped for coming up. And the big one we want to talk about this week is open Sousa's birthday bash. Who has the Sousa hat on? Me, yes. I'm thinking about their birthday. Happy birthday, Open Sousa, early birthday. Uh, the I, have Sousa two, I have two Sousa ge- geekos yeah, we in got my background. So. All right, whatever. <laughs> I, I got green lights on to celebrate Open And I have Sousa. them on my cabinet. You have green lights on every episode. I'm always yeah. celebrating them. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yeah, that's how it works. The Open Sousa Project is preparing to celebrate its 17th birthday on August 9th. By the way, right across from our booth was Sousa. Sousa was right yeah. there. So it was pretty cool. And then on the other side of that was OpenSUSE. OpenSUSE. Yep. Yeah. The project will have a 24-hour social event with attendees visiting OpenSUSE's virtual bar, commonly referred to as the OpenSUSE bar or slash bar. Go check that out. This is a really fun event to go celebrate OpenSUSE's birthday, their 17th birthday out there. If you love the OpenSUSE project, I'm sure Nate's going to be there if he can. Unless the world's burning, I'm sure Nate would yeah. be at OpenSUSE's birthday bash because he's such a big fan of them. But really cool. So check out the OpenSUSE birthday bash. And a big thank you to each and every one of you for supporting us by watching or listening to Destination Linux. However you do it, we love your face. We're here every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern live at TuxDigital.com live. And the best part, everyone is invited to watch the recording of Destination Linux each and every week. We can't wait to see you in the chat. We also have our glorious patrons with us right now in the 60,000 square foot virtual stadium where they can hang out with us every week after the show in the patron-only post-show. Plus, they get extra perks like unedited versions of the show and so much more. You can learn more about what you can get when you go to tuxdigital.com contribute and click on the patron section to sign up to become a patron and get all these awesome perks. You can I don't want also- to brag, but our virtual stadium is bigger than all of scale, so... Oh, that's true. That is true. That's true. It is much bigger than all of scale. I mean, it's also fictional, but we, it's (laughs) definitely much bigger. (laughs) Yes. But something that's non fictional is the Tux Digital store. So go to tuxdigital.com slash store. You can get all the great swag and merch that we have. We have t shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, stickers, so much great stuff. Of course, including the collection that we just launched recently with the Sinister Wendy collection from Hardware Addicts. Mm-hmm. You want to join Team Wendy, you can go check that out. We also have so much other great stuff. You can see we're actually kind of sporting some of it. Jill's sporting the, the Destination Linux shirt. I got the Linux is Everywhere shirt. And Ryan is like slacking right now for some reason. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we I got have the Destination st- Linux knife. That's not a thing, and we probably shouldn't be able. To, we probably can't ship that in the store. Oh. But, I, <laughs> but we have, have a lot the of great Destination stuff. Linux Batman. That is a hundred percent accurate. Yes, that yes. we we totally cool. have association somehow. But okay, we don't don't sue us. So tuxedo.com slash store to get all this great swag. And we have so many awesome shows here on uh, the Tux Digital Network. 
And like that's represented on this business card that nice. my, Michael beautifully made for scale. Oh, it is beautiful. <laughs> and this is a mini version of the stand-up, big stand-up banner we had. It's awesome. Yes, absolutely <laughs> amazing. So yeah, we have the Pseudo Show, This Week in Linux, the DOS Geek Channel, Linux Out Loud, Hardware Addicts, GameSphere, and our virtual Linux user group, Linux Saloon. And make sure to head to textdigital.com and subscribe to all these awesome shows. And don't forget to leave a rating on your favorite app so others can discover the power of open source and keep those penguins marching and the full Monty of Linux and open source awesome sauce. Huge thank you to all the folks at Scale that came up to us to talk to us about our podcast and Destination Linux and everything that we're doing on the network and taking selfies with us. It was just absolutely amazing. You all made the experience so great. And of course, a special thanks to you, Jill and Steve, for Aww. hosting us and making us feel so welcome <laughs> there. And everybody else, have an amazing week. And remember that the journey itself is just as important as the destination. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next Aww. week. Love you all. Most of you. <laughs> <laughs>